Well, what's up, folks? It is episode 150, and yes, it is Tuesday night here in Tampa, Florida. Of course, the same place in Philadelphia and everywhere around the world. We thank you for joining us this evening. More importantly, it is time to fly, Eagles fly, as we have Luther Braun with us this evening. And yes, what better guests can we have on as the Eagles come off their preseason win this past weekend? Sunday, of course, at 1 o'clock, Jalen Hurst didn't play, but it didn't matter because the Eagles were able to squeak one out from the Cleveland Browns. But we do appreciate you guys tuning in from Australia to Moscow, from China, over from Ireland, and across the nation. We thank you all for tuning in. We do all appreciate it. So we'll get into some Eagles talk tonight. Fuji's already fired up. I don't know why. It's got something to do with the Mets and the Phillies. Don't ask me. He might get into his crazy rants as he normally does, but no big deal because that's just the way the show operates and that's the way the man takes off. So thank you all once again for tuning in. It is episode 150, halfway to 200. And again, we couldn't have a better guest on with us tonight, halfway to 200. So tune in, strap it on, because it is time to get in some Eagles talk I'm Angel, and welcome to Broad Street South. Man, the myth, the legend himself, that hopefully this time around doesn't get all perturbed like the way he did last week. It is the godfather, Mike Fuji. What's going on? Angel, what's going on? Tuesday night, we're a little delayed, folks. Luther Broughton in the house, X Eagle, Dylan here. Let's get the show pumped ready. Let's get some birds rocking. Let's just kick it off. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. Try it again, Fuji. I just had have my mic off. <laughs> <What>? <laughs> Give it a shot. What is Go with ahead. these glitches? Three weeks in the damn row. Listen, come on, just get fired up. Let's go. I just did. I just get along with the show. What's going on? Oh, good God Almighty. You killed right. me with this microphone. Ugh. Listen, not my fault. It was going. It was going just fine. So it's not my fault. It's just the way it operates. Never since you change over, there's glitches everywhere. What the? Who knows? Who knows? It, it just it happens, Fuji. It's just the way it I operates. I swear you're toying with me. Three weeks in a row this is gone. Not even three weeks. Thursday, two. Whatever the hell it is. <laughs> There's glitches everywhere. Damn. All right. Well, listen. Throwing my damn Randall. All right. Well, listen. It's that. I'm going to. Matter of fact, hold on. I'm just going to bring the guys themselves. Dylan's coming on and Luther's jumping on with us here. Guys, first of all, thank you both for joining us this evening. But Luther, you got it. Listen. Listen to the man's rant. Fuji. Start it off again. Come on. Luther's on. You got to do it. <laughs> Folks, Tuesday night, we got Luther Broaden in the house. Ex-Eagle, birds talk. Let's get the party rocking. How are you, Luther? Welcome Listen, to man. South, my man. Hey, I'm groovy, man. What's happening, brother? What's happening? Let's do it. You are Want ready for birds? week one, aren't you? D-A-G-L-E-S, Eagles. I don't need yes. It's the adrenaline. Let's get it. Look at the backdrop. Let's get the party rocking, my man. Listen, I love it, man. You, it sounds like you are so set, dead ready for week one. Is your hotel set in Detroit? Do you have your flight? <laughs> are we ready? Uh, I've been ready. That'll, that'll tell you the answer. Your former You got a teammate. new tat? Sure do. 
Your man, that's your former teammate, Brian Dawkins. Dawkins. Oh, my God. That's the greatest guy. Right. Listen, oh, listen, he man. Does, he does not leave anywhere out of the city without representing either the birds or obviously Brian Dawkins. Not only that, but when we went to get his book signed, it was uh, last year, matter of fact. It was Leslie Goodell and him. First thing that Fuji does, he just flex on him. Just rolls up his sleeve and says, B-Dog, sign this. I'm like, man, this guy, <laughs> no, no, I tell you what. Listen, that man's telling lies. Don't believe the I'm, propaganda listen. coming out of this filthy sewer. I can tell you what, man. Playing in different cities, you know, I bounced around a little bit. There's nothing like Philadelphia in you guys, the fans. Well, which I am now. I'm a crazy Eagle fan. People will ask me about football and, and, and fantasy and this, that, and the other. And I'm like, dude, I'm just a crazy fan now. I, I'm just like the rest of us. I love it. I mean, of course, I live in Carolina. I'm from Carolinas. I play for both Philly and Carolina. But I'm, I'm Eagle through and through, fellas. Now, I can't say that about the Phillies now. I know Mike is going uh, to get me for this. But... Uh. Listen, I grew up in in, in in rural South Carolina. They, you either hate the Braves or you love them because they were always on TNT or TBS. And right. I, lost, I, I I fell in love with them. So you lost we, roof for back. We had nothing else. You That's you either right. jumped on that 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 Yankee bandwagon, which I wasn't going to do, or you root for the local team, which was local for us, right? Right. And even even with football, dude. We, we didn't have the Panthers. We had – our, our networks got – our local teams were either the Falcons or the Redskins, and I could just throw up because I couldn't stand the Redskins. And uh, I, I could do without the Falcons. And I remember the first game yeah. I ever watched and really paid attention to was a Raiders Super Bowl at my grandparents' house, so I became a Raider fan uh, until the Eagles drafted me. And now I believe green, right? Now, Luther, now you put out see a great point here because obviously you have to be, even me moving out of Tampa, you know, you can't, there's nothing that will take me as much as the Godfather will, will try to convince you other ways. There's no way in the world for me, I may talk about the Bucks, but I don't root uh, for the Bucks as much as he wants to say otherwise. Now, of course, I'm not going to knock him a hundred, you know, a, a thousand percent because there's people in the Tampa area that not only love the Eagles, but of course they love the Bucks as well. So you put out a great point as far as saying when it comes to the Panthers, like you played for, for different teams. And obviously with Carolina, it was a different story. They were coming in into the NFL. It was right. funny because a lot of people in the Carolinas, they almost felt, I think Steve Harvey put it best on, on the Kings of Comedy, that they almost felt like it was like a privilege. Like, uh, we, they've been here forever. And knowing that Carolina was an expansion draft team, and that they, you know, as they come into their own, obviously with Cam Newton taking them from the very beginning up until what last season when he was obviously walked them off again from the, from the team. But there is nothing like your the Eagles' passion. The Bears might run like a close second, I want to say. But when it comes to the Eagles, you – I mean, it's bleeding green. It's talking green. It's talking smack. I mean, I run into people even, whether it be in Walmart or Target, you name it down here. And if you got an Eagles hat on, anything, it's either go birds or fly, Eagles, fly. Or and fly, it's just a passion that you feel. We're so, nuts, and I love it. Yeah. And, and to me, so you being a part of it, even if, if it was for one season, but – 
I want you to because you have, you do have a picture with the Lombardi Trophy, if I do remember correctly. Oh, so yeah. I want you to kind of take that experience, like even though you're you were away from the team, but because you guys are ambassadors, once you're away from the organization, doesn't mean you're, you're never in Eagle again. So what was it like to be there, part of that entire parade, and then the actual picture itself of the Lombardi Trophy? Oh, it was great. So here's what's what's funny. I um, of course I I went. Eagles, Panthers, then back to the Eagles and Panthers. My second trip around, I played with Doug, right? Right. Doug was my quarterback, and uh, it was a it was a amazing watching him take us to our Super Bowl. But but I'll get back to my quick little story. I I had already planned vacation that year. Uh, the week before the Super Bowl, my wife and I went to uh, Jamaica. Of course, uh, I went to. The, the Eagles playoff games that year, I, I was in there for the Minnesota championship game. The next week I'm going to uh, Jamaica. So on the way back, my wife looks at me and she said, uh, are, are you going? You know, a lot of times your, your, your spouse is like, you're not spending all that money on a Super Bowl. <laughs> and we just spent money on vacation. She looked at me and she said, are you going? And at this point, I'm like, whoa, I, I got permission. Not, not that I really have to ask for it, but right. I got permission to, to spend some money, right? Right. So I get home. I call my cousin. He had, he bought his tickets to Minnesota at halftime of the NFC Championship game because he was like, there's no way they're beating us, right? Right. So he's like, bro, I know you just got back from Jamaica, but it's negative four degrees here. And I'm like, oh, my God. So I'm still, like, trying to find flights, trying to find tickets. The damn flights were, like, $2,000. The tickets were going to creep down, creep down. And at some point, I finally broke down and said, I'm not going to do it. And I stayed home and watched it and lost my mind. Uh -huh. Like it, it was that game was nuts, and my wife stayed up with me. You know, my wife, she's in bed now. My wife is an early to bed person, she stayed up. My kid was only like, uh, Cam was like three or four, and I'm like, I, at this point, I don't even care if I wake him up. So he gets up the next morning and he realizes we, we won, and that's when he was just getting into football. So the, the, crazy the neighborhood was like yeah we heard you last night I, the, <laughs> the next day like you could do anything you you couldn't do anything to me to take my joy and you know what fellas i'm still on a high I, i'm not saying that i don't care if we win or lose anymore i'm right. still on a high and uh the next week they send out the email and they're like hey alumni we're giving you an opportunity to be a part of this because you are a part of this this is our first super bowl um here's the itinerary you got to be here blah 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 man i get my flight it's delayed twice i barely get into philly like 1 a.m we oh. have to be on um where's the uh not the stadium where's the uh what street is the uh complex on um, Patterson on, Avenue? On Patterson. On Patterson. We got to be at Patterson at like 5 in the morning because we got to beat the crowd out there because right. they put us on a bus to take us back to the museum, fellas. Well, my uncle lives a block from the museum. 
And oh, I wow. still, I, but I have to go out there because you got to get your, your bands and your permission and, you know, your little tags to get where, here and there. So we get there at to the museum. It's freezing. We're all old. I'm the only one that brought like a, 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 a secondary battery for my phone because I got to get pics. And we're in the bottom of the museum and they and we've got drinks and some snacks and we're down there for like four or five hours while the parade is going on. And at some point, like we're semi-hammered and you get out there, it's freezing, but I can't feel a thing because there's Bud Light all around the city and I'm good and warm. And just to be able to grab that trophy, I know I wasn't a part of the team, the game or whatever, right. but man, it, it felt like it. They made us feel like it. They made us feel like we were a part of it and still on cloud nine, fellas, still on cloud nine. That's phenomenal. That's bad. Yeah. Just, it's just the love and everything. Yeah. I, I would have, I, it's just imagine, I, I was back home in Philly and, and I'd, I had made a bet years ago with my dad as far as what he wanted me to do to come down to Florida. So my dad came down and I told this to, to everybody as far as the story. My dad, when he moved to Florida, he retired. He's going out, I think, year 16 down here in Florida. Two places he wanted to retire. One was Hawaii. The other place was Florida. And my dad, the first year he moved down here, he said, son, what's it going to take me to convince you to move down to Florida? I said, nothing. I love my job. I love the city. <laughs> I don't want to go anywhere, right? So the second year he calls me up and he would call me just before football season because he knows I loved it. And as baseball was always my passion, but obviously I love football. And so he called me up the same thing. He said, all right, you know, I'm, I'm down here again. I'm going to ask you the same question. What's it going to take for me to convince you to move down to Florida? So I tell you what, that the year the Eagles win the Super Bowl, I will move to Florida. So Eagles win. I moved to Florida, but I will say that year in particular, you know, I, I was doing sports updates out of, out of Lincoln financial field. And every week I would always say that it takes one week, one win, one game at a time. And Lord knows that some stupid like that would end up coming out to the season the way it was. And it almost wasn't because of the Atlanta game, but I was there at Ooh. the NFC championship game. Oh, I was at that game too. There was Ooh. nothing more electric in that house that you couldn't, you didn't know whether Nick Foles was going to step up or Nick Foles was going to fail the attempt. And the way at the time Minnesota had started, it was like, uh oh, you know, this might be something. But the crowd never gave up. Once that first touchdown was thrown and that game completely changed, I don't think I slept for the next two weeks leading up to the Super Bowl. And I didn't go back to work. The minute the Eagles won the Super Bowl, I called out every single day. That week, and I told my boss the next time you'll see me might be there that Saturday or the following Tuesday, one of the two. But as a fan, just the euphoria that you felt the night that they won it, like you almost felt like is it really true? Did this really happen? Who's gonna say, Oh, the Eagles bought that championship? You know, they they the pages threw that game, and you didn't nah. know when Tom Brady threw that pass into the end zone, just that Hail Mary Dude. meant, yeah. Oh my god, uh, so I Somehow I thought Gronkowski uh, caught the ball. Mm -hmm. It was, I'm like, oh my, what just happened? And then, like, I saw it. I finally saw it on the ground. And guys celebrating, and I'm like, we we just we just won the thing. We just won the Super Bowl. We just won the thing. Like, I'm sorry. I know some teams are spoiled. The fans of of the Patriots and and other teams. I'm not as an Eagle fan. Yo, that was uh I'm telling you, that was incredible. 
that was that. I, you can uh, you might be able you can tell I'm still floating, bro. Oh yeah, that, we won brilliant. the Super Bowl. We won the Super Bowl. No, that the the big thing was for me that I couldn't wait for was being outside Lincoln Financial Field and looking up, knowing that that banner was coming. And I went every day and waited. Once I saw the one that was originally posted up there by the Eagles, when that one came down, you knew it was coming. And you hoped that it would get there before the parade. And when that banner went up, I don't think a lot of us still believed and understood what truly had happened because it's what the only time. What it means, what it meant. Right. And it's the only time in fall of history that I can remember the next day when people were like, good morning. How you doing? What's up, champ? I'm like, wait, what? In Philly? It usually, it, yeah, people walk by, don't say a word to you. Or even if you say hi to somebody, like, what you say hi for? I'm sorry. <laughs> I apologize. Let me mind my own. Let me go to Wawa, get my coffee. I'll be good. <laughs> but that whole entire week, and even that day, I mean, that celebration, honestly, I could have probably kept going until today because just, we've seen it, Luther. We've seen it with the Phillies. The Flyers, man, we're going way back to the 70s. We've seen it with the Sixers, but there was nothing like it when it that night when everybody came out and literally everybody came outside. Just the feeling that you felt throughout the entire city, it, it's something I'll never forget. As old as I as old as I ever become, you'll never forget it because you feel it through your veins. As the season gets ready to roll out, you can just feel the intensity, the fire, the passion. Even though we're only a couple years away, like I would imagine. The second celebration that we'll have in the city will probably be even 10 times bigger than what the original one was. Oh, lost the audio. No, no I can't hear you. Area, yeah, I might have to reset it. I know I didn't do anything. Nope. No, still. we still can't hear him. Sure. In the meantime, while Luther is getting his voice to come back, uh, by the way, you guys, if you have not seen the new website yet, go back and take a look at broadstsouth.com. Check it out. Go through there. You can also go through it. And yes, the, the show should have been live there on Facebook as well. It wasn't, but it is. Let's see if uh, Luther's volume came back. Can you hear me now? We yep. sure can, Luther. Perfect. Yeah, I um, I'm thinking uh, we talked about the next one, the next Super Bowl, and I know uh, I'm I'm moving ahead. But what do you guys think about the current team, man? I know it's early, but uh, what are your thoughts? Say eleven wins. I mean, hurts. You got ele eleven hurts. and six. Yes, sir. I mean, it, it's hurts team. You know these guys have. They got his back next year. Yanni's got his back. You know, you brought in AJ Brown. You know, you brought Zach Pascal in. Dallas Goddard should step it up. Devontae Smith, second year. The only thing I'm a little worried about is Miles Sanders in that running. Well, I'm not worried about the running game. I'm worried about Miles Sanders and his health mm -hmm. and his and him being able to keep the ball off the ground. Because I think as a committee, we have enough guys who can run the ball. Uh, Miles has to be able to keep the ball off the ground and stay healthy, man. It's Listen, you can talk all you want and have as much talent as you want, but 
we all know that. And if yep. you can't stay out there, you know, you can't you can't help us, so to speak, you know. Um, so, I mean, the defensive side, the ball is loaded up. I mean, the defense is loaded up with Son Reddick. Went out drafting the Kobe Dean. Jordan Davis brought James Bradbury in. So here, so here, looks like he's going to be a player. T.J. Yeah. Edwards. That These linebackers a, look like they're ready to wreck shot. That's a super underrated signing, in my opinion. I love that Sahir White's signing. And I don't know how he was still out there so late, but I'll take it. And that, that gives time for N'Kobe Dean to to ramp up and, and get 100% healthy. So I love it, man. I, I, love, I love what we look like thus far. I love the moves we made in the offseason. Um of course, uh, you, you don't, you can't win until you get to the regular season. But you got to start somewhere, and uh, I like what we've done. I like some of the holes we filled, especially with Bradbury. That that dude can play, man. Bradbury and and and, and White. I'm I'm going to enjoy every bit of it, man. And I'll no, certainly be up there for some games. There hey, Joey, uh, you want to know what a paladin is, huh? So a paladin is like is like a military leader. If you look it up, it's almost like it looks kind of like the USC Trojan uh, mascot. So that's kind of what, what what a paladin is. And how I wound up at Furman, I was a kid, man. As a senior in high school, I was 16 years old playing football, and I wasn't highly recruited. Uh, Furman was one of the schools that uh, came in late. And we had a uh, – our rival high school had some guys on their team. Uh, Courtney Brown, who was the number one overall pick, even though he was younger than me. You guys might remember Joe Hamilton. He wasn't a, an NFL star, but he was like runner-up in the Heisman. Uh, Kid Pearson Prelo that played at the Redskins. They had like 71 guys, and Furman coaches were there uh, recruiting those guys. And uh, their head coach said, hey uh, – there's a kid at, at Canehoy, that's my high school, a tiny high school, who could play. And uh, he, he his mom works in the office. She's on his butt, and he's got grades. He can get into Furman because Furman was one of those schools that was hard to get into. And they're like, what are we going to do at this point? It's beginning of basketball season. We've never seen him play football. And that school's coach, his name was Philip Morgan. He said, Coach Morgan said, I tell you what you do. Go watch the kid play basketball, and I guarantee you if you got any scholarships left, you'll take a flyer on him. And the next week, Furman came down watching me play basketball, and that was my sport. I was actually – I was good at basketball, so I could have been like a dud at football, but I was a big athletic kid, and it was a small school, so they were like, hey, we're going to take a chance on this guy. And, and it worked, man. It, it worked out for me. Uh it was a blessing to have someone else looking out for me. Now, the the last follow-up question he has, do you have any good NFL summer camp fight stories from your players? <laughs> Listen, all I remember is the, the, the biggest fight I remember is offense versus defense, and the two in the middle were enormous John Runyon and massive bulldog 
Jeremiah Trotter. And, and I would say they went nose to nose, but there, but Trotter was like this. But there was no backing down. But I'm gonna tell you who didn't get into fights at camp. That would be Luca. Camp is too hot. It's too tiring. It's not camp. When I played, sometimes you could have three days. You had pads on all the time. At Lehigh, the sun was sitting on the field having a conversation with guys. And I'm like, dude, I, I can't fight, bro. I can't fight. Now, I'm not going to sit there and take an ass whooping. I'm not starting anything. Right. But, but you know, I'll finish. But I'm like, dude, I don't have the energy to fight, bro. I can barely walk into this cafeteria to get some food. So. <laughs> <laughs> but we were pretty smart about that. Every camp guys get chippy. We were smart about that. But, you know, there were some fights. I do remember that huge fight uh, where it took like half the team to pull Trotter and half to pull Runyon. And, and 10 minutes later, we were fine because Andy was like, you know, Andy didn't curse. And he was like, son of a buck. Come on! How are we gonna get anything done? And I was like, "Son of a fuck! What? What?" And uh, I started. I actually added that to my vocabulary, and I still say it to this day. And uh, but that was about it, man. We uh, we went hard. Andy Andy pushed us, but at some point, you know, he knew he needed to pull back a little bit. But he worked us, man, because we 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 didn't we sucked record wise. We had talent, and we were getting there. Right, but we needed to get you know punched in the gut for uh, for lack of a better term, and uh, he worked us, but it was good, man. I that team I loved. I knew we were gonna do something. I knew that that group of guys they were gonna do something because of how how much we liked each other, how much we we you, you have teams that are talented and even winning and. You, you know, guys, just, oh, I can't stand this kid or this, that, and the other. And you've got issues. Man, we had a ton of guys who were just, we liked each other. We, we got along. Uh, different guys from different walks of life, but we were a team. And uh, that team, I wasn't on it. I was gone at that point. But, hell, they went to, what, four, four championship games, five NFC championship games, something like that? Five total, four in a row. Four in a row. Yeah, I knew they were going to be something, man. Luther, what was the difference between you when you were drafted by the Eagles in 97 as far as Ray Rhodes compared to Andy Reid? Could you break down oh, the, the two coaches? Two completely different guys. Uh, uh, so what What Ray, Ray Bob was more of a player's coach, right? He let the players police themselves. Um, he let you walk a little bit closer to that line, but and um, he he was also well liked. Uh, he was charismatic. His language is, was a little bit more colorful as well. <laughs> right. um, but Andy, on the other hand, obviously we know who Andy is. Andy is a a, a Super Bowl winner. He's pretty much a legend right now. But Andy was. More of a disciplinarian, uh, more of a uh, of coaches, you know, policing us. But he wasn't heavy-handed. He treated us like men, right? He, he wasn't heavy-handed. He and, and uh, 
but he had his rules, and and you 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 you, you can't be a habitual line stepper. In the words of Charlie Murphy, you can't be a habitual line stepper and not get, you know, punished, so to speak. I mean, it wasn't, you know, when I was in Carolina and Dom Capers was the coach, Dom had a set of rules, and if you broke those rules, you're getting fined. If you have to go to pee right before the meeting, even if you were at the door, if you were late, if you walked in when the meeting started, you were getting a fine. It was like I don't know, three hundred bucks, three fifty or whatever. Every everything, and but it was everybody, from the, a superstar to me. You were getting that fine. Andy wasn't like that, you know. If you if you're pulling up to the facility at eight thirty and we've got meetings at eight fifteen, that's that's a different story. If you're in the building and you sh- and you got to go pee, you you got to go pee. Uh, and and once we were better. Andy knew when he could pull back a little bit without pulling back too far. I I, I, I don't know. I, I was still young. I kind of think Ray Ray let the uh, inmates <laughs> run it a little. I, I, I that's a terrible ter- terminology. <laughs> Edit that out. Yeah. Let the the vets run the show a little bit too much. And Andy did let the vets. He had a committee and and all that. And the vets had a lot to say. But we had leaders, man. We had guys like Hugh Douglas. We had Troy Vincent, who was the, the grown up in the room. Brian Mitchell came here. We got Runyon. We've got we've got guys like uh, uh, Trotter, you know, a Deuce, but Deuce was young. Deuce was my age. Deuce was still young, too. But at, at some point, you know, after I left, you know, he was that guy. But you, uh, Kevin Turner, you, you got guys like that. You don't need we'll, – we, we'll, we did a good job of policing ourselves. Right? But Andy was – he was just – he was just good. He's good at what he did. You also played with Irving Fryer. I played with Irv. Irv, Irv when that was my rookie year. Irv was here my rookie year. Um, again, another grown up in the room. You know, when you have those guys on your team, uh, who would keep the guy younger guys accountable? Younger guys like accept that. You know, you got guys that go that'll go. This this guy, I, he's a Pro Bowler, All Pro last year, and he's here early, and he's studying film, and he's telling you to get in the cold tub, man. You don't have to chase tail all night, you know. Even like if you're single, most of the some of the guys they're married and whatnot. They're like, look, I know you're gonna hang out, but bro, it's it's, it's Tuesday. We we gotta Wednesday practices are brutal. Tell a girl to come over. You guys watch a movie or something, you know. Or better yet, tell her you'll see her on, on on Sunday after the game or stuff like that, you know. So we had leaders, man. They they taught us. They they. It was good. It was good for me to have because I, I mean I, I was hell. I was still young. I was, you know, I was 22, 23, but still young as a man, you know, still learning. So that team. Uh, 
ah, man, I knew that team was going places. I wish I could have been a part of that. But you know the life of of an NFL player. NFL really does stand for not for long. Yeah. And, uh, you know, it, it's not for long to be in, in, in a particular place. You might go someplace else, but they're always looking for someone cheaper and better than you. And that's the nature of the business. If you don't understand that, then you're just not going to make it. And I figured that out early on. Like, dude, you need to be able to adjust. You need to be versatile. You need to be able to play multiple positions and, and you'll make it. And, that, you know, and I ended up getting five years out of that. And, uh, you know, as some kid growing up wanting to be in, uh, in the NBA, being able to get five years drafted fifth round out of, out of Furman University, dream come true for me, man. Luther, I got a quick question for you real quick. Uh, you know, you joined, you joined the Panthers in 98, you know, still at that point, a very relatively young team at that point, you know, only a few years into existence. Was the culture still getting kind of built when you joined that, that organization? Because it was still early on and, you know, they had gotten a new stadium at that point or just recently got a new stadium. You know, there's a lot of changing parts when you, when you have a brand new team like that. Was the culture still kind of getting built when you joined the team? Yes, or was it kind of already established? The, the, the culture, the city is part of the culture. Team-wise, you guys remember that the Panthers went to the NFC Championship game, what, the first year? First year. Because, because the expansion draft, they ended up with some with veteran defensive players. And they were good that first year, but, you know, you can't sustain that with those older guys and, and, and you got to build more through the draft. And they missed on some picks. So we were still building a culture, right? Uh, and the city was still building as a as a as a like Philly. That's that's Eagle. You know that's Philly. You you know when you get to Philly, you're Eagles country. And you come to Carolina, you still had all these Steelers fans and, and, and these freaking cow, whatever they are, cowboy fans. <laughs> and, and, you, and of course, you had the the new. Oh, I was always a Patriot fan. No, you don't. You have no idea who Steve Grogan is. And you got these new Steeler fans. So we were still building. And then, you know, but it was it was early. It was a brand new team. It's a new name to to get used to. You have to get you have to get your slogans. Like they finally got a slogan, you know, after Sam Mills was like, Man, you know, when things go go bad, you gotta just keep pounding. And that's the Panthers' slogan. You know, it took years to get all that. When I came here, hell, 97 was, what, like sixth, seventh year in existence maybe? We were still building. But the locker room, uh, had they had a good organizational staff. You know, they had the Polians. They were adults in the room. You had right. Dom Capers who came from Pittsburgh from an organization that knew how to do this thing right and a good staff. Uh, so what they did was from the beginning, they they built out the right way. Uh, even though they won early, it's not like they went out in, 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 in an uncapped organization and bought, bought players. They drafted. They did a good job in the expansion draft. They did a good job in free agency, and they got, had some young guys who could play. So, so, you know, they, 
they did things that it was amazing. It was amazing what they did that first year. Um, but that kind of set them back because I guess people probably thought it was easy. And you you still got a bill. You you know, the, the, look at the Jaguars. It took them a while. And then, you know, they were good for a while when they had uh, Mark Brunel and Jimmy uh, Smith, Jimmy Smith uh, Bocelli, those defensive Keith. guys, Kevin Hardy and, and those guys. Tony Brackens. Tony Brackens. Kevin uh, McCardo. All of Keenan McCardo and, and and yeah, man, dang, you got it. Fred, Fred Taylor. I couldn't remember I, that. That's what was racking right. my brain. That's so right. they built and they were good. So to answer your question, absolutely, we needed to build a culture, and it's still being built. I mean, it's not. It's not even forty. Is it thirty years? Is yeah, it even thirty years in existence? You know, that's mm-hmm. not really a long. The nineteen ninety. Five ninety six season. Yeah, right. Right. It's not even thirty years, bro. No. So they're still building and I think they've got something good here in terms of a fan base. The fan base has gotten really, really excited over the past five, ten years. And uh I don't know what the hell uh Matt Rule and Tepper is gonna do about it, but yeah. they they gotta they gotta get on the ball, man. Now, I, I got three questions we're going to bring up from Joey B. By the way, Joey B, a great friend of ours out there from Colorado. But speaking of Matt Rule, Luther, is Matt Rule, in your opinion, is he really the caliber coach that the Panthers need or want? Because for me, I will tell he you. He hasn't shown it. Right. He hasn't shown Not even a little bit. Listen, man, it, it doesn't. We all live in a microwave age, and we want things to happen immediately, Right. Right, and and I I kept saying, dude, it doesn't matter that he parlayed his free agent status as a coach into a huge deal. Let's see if he can coach, right? Bro, I don't know what he's shown, man. As much as I I want him to do well, I don't I don't know if he's shown anything, man. And it sucks. It sucks because we got rid of a good a good coach. I mean, we had Ron Rivera. Right. You know, we you, you can't win all the time. And Ron had, you know, they had a couple so-so seasons, and we fired him. I mean, and that's what we do. But, you know, that's what happens when you get a new coach and you get a new owner. They want to piss on the carpet, Right. They right. want to mark their territory. We knew that was probably going to happen, but I swear I would have rather have Ron here. Uh, and I said this this term this uh, term this terminology four or five times now tonight. He was an adult in the room. I don't know if the Panthers have an adult in the room. I just don't know, man. It it seems like uh, it, and it doesn't seem like. Just from what you hear, it, he doesn't seem likable. So I don't know, man. I I just and listen, I I'm a Panther fan as well. I, I'm not I, I I'm not a bandwagoner. The Panthers. Right. I played for both teams twice, but Eagles are one. Right. The Eagles are one A. No if ands or buts about it. I go to the game when Eagles played the Panthers. I've got on green. 
even I, I could be sitting there with with other people from the organization I've got on green, but I want them to do well. Your second stint with the Panthers. Did, did you play with Reggie White, or was he there? I did not. Reggie came after after me after okay. I was done. Yeah, that's right. I wasn't was, sure. Was that like two oh two thousand two? Yeah, but, but it's, yeah. it's close. It was close. When they got Reggie, and then they got the the guy uh, from the Cardinals, who was another defensive tackle, and uh, they did nothing with that team. You that did get a chance to try to oh. buy. Sorry, Luther, I didn't mean to cut you off there. Uh, you Shoot, did get a chance though when you were with Carolina. You got a chance to play with Steve Smith Sr., who arguably is one of the you know best receivers in the last twenty years. I mean, he's. What an incredible career he had in playing with Carolina and with Baltimore. What was it like to work with a guy like that? I know he was a receiver. I know you were a tight end. But, you know, you guys were pass-catching players. You know, what was it like right. to work with a guy like that? You know, that I know he was still young in his career, but, I mean, he t- ended up turning out to be one of the best receivers of all time. Listen, and I, I don't always get this right. You know, we think we all know who to draft and how to scout and all that. We, we don't. We don't know what the hell we're talking about. But I can tell you this. After a few days of practice, I called my cousin, my best friend. I said, dude, we got this kid on our team. I said, his name is Plain, but you are going to know who he is eventually. He's going to be a star. And I said, Steve Smith, you, you better watch. I said, dude, especially. I said, he's electric. He's ridiculous. And you... You could see it the moment he steps on the practice field, right? And he was like, whatever. He was like, a third-round pick, this little guy from Utah? He didn't even go to – I said, look, man, trust me. Steve made the Pro Bowl his rookie year. He made it as a return guy because he didn't get enough reps. We were like, we need to get this kid the ball. Steve is ridiculous. Steve is pound for pound the, str- the strongest kid. I keep calling him a kid. Good God. He's the strongest guy like we had. Pound for pound. Like, and people keep calling him small. He is not small, to say the least. He might be short in stature, not small. Rocked up kid, fearless, will go at your neck, will catch the ball across the middle, will do anything. And, 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 and you want to walk behind him in a fight. That's a heart of a lion. Heart of a lion. He was a lion. He was a lion. <laughs> yeah, right. A couple follow-up questions here by, by Joey B. First one he says, because he likes to do this with, with Fuji, is Wawa or Piggly Wiggly, which one is better? <laughs> it's completely different things, Joey B. One's a grocery store and one's a gas station without gas. When I first got drafted by Philly and I went to Wawa, and I was like, why does this gas station have no gas? Right. It was the funniest thing. I would call my buddies at home. I'm like, look, we it's kind of a little market, but a really good market, and you can get good food. And it looks like a bigger gas station, but there's no gas. And my boys were dying. They were cracking up. And I'm like, dude, it's called Wawa. I've never heard. I'm a country boy. I'm from South Carolina. We don't have Wawas. So so um, to answer your question, Joey, no comparison. 
Now, if you want to compare, like, what's the supermarkets up? Publix, uh, Publix, and Piggly Wiggly. Yeah, so we have Publix, but yeah. I'll say Publix in terms of Publix and Piggly Wiggly because Piggly Wiggly is older now. We might yeah. have like four of them left. <laughs> so now, let's compare Publix and Harris Teeter. Now, the the one, well, that's true. The other, before I get to the second question here, now, do you actually yeah, know? Cream. <laughs> that's true. But do, do you know how Wawa got started? No. Why don't you tell me that story? All right. Oh, so you got, it was two. So you had two friends, right? And they were at the time they were going to college. And where they are in the county, there was nothing else that was nearby. So the two friends had said, well, every time we go to the store, why don't we just pick up like extra milk and extra eggs and stuff? And we'll bring them back to the house. And then if the neighbors want something, they can just get it from us. So. They said, sure, it sounds like a silly idea, but why not? Well, the silly idea started growing because what happened was people started putting the word out, hey, if you if you need bread or milk or eggs, just drive down to this house over here and then they'll end up having it. So the wives at the time said, if you two want to start a business, you better move it to the garage because there's not going to be any business inside of our house. So what do they do? They move it into the garage and the rest, of course, is history. Because Are you then serious? they make Yeah. That's the way the Wawa brand was started. And so That's now awesome. they have Wawa University. Of course, the town now is called Wawa. So they officially named the town Wawa. Yeah, but that's how they started. They started just by locally. And, of course, Delco was the first first store they put up. And at the time, it was bread, milk, cheese, and deli meat before it became what it is today. So, yeah, that's how it started. Now, interesting enough, the guy's name who – and he, he doesn't use Robert, but his actual name is Dick Wood. The guy, one of the two guys <laughs> that actually has has the Wawa brand. So I thought that was probably the more funnier things out of the entire story. But yeah, that's how they got the Wawa started. But uh, Joey B, he follows up with the uh, let's get real. Who parties harder, Philly players or Carolina players? Ooh. I'd say Philly players probably because it's more to do, more to party, more ways to party in Philly, man. That's true. <laughs> you can also get into a lot more trouble, too, in Philly. You're getting a lot more, and you can get to New York or D.C. or Baltimore really quick. Nah, that you can. But then he follows up with, how much was the check when you had to pay for the dinner as a rookie? I never, I never had to pay for the dinner as a rookie. But what I did have to do is uh, get food every day. Every day I had to pick up breakfast. Uh, and it was mostly at Tony Luke's, which is still my favorite spot. <laughs> at Tony Luke's near the stadium, I have to get breakfast. And our rookie wide receiver was Antoine Wyatt. He tore his ACL in the first game. And I got adopted by the wide receivers as well. And I'm like, dude, how much food am I buying? Uh, my salary is $131,000. I know, I know. <laughs> Others are like, oh, you're crying about making six figures. No, that was not <laughs> a lot compared to everyone else I was buying food for. Right. But the guys weren't nuts. They, uh, we, I never had one of those dinners where we went out and, and my tab was $8,000. Listen. I would have been a horrible teammate or a horrible rookie because I wouldn't have picked up that tab, bro. I'm sorry. I'm not I'm not picking up that tab. 
not, not for a guy that makes $131,000. You know I'm walking home with seventy, right? Uh-huh. I'm not spending over a tenth of that on other guys' food. Right. You can forget about that. <laughs> so, no, it's funny though because you hear it like all the time, which amazes me. Like they'll talk about like obviously the the uh, what was the old thing they used to do? I guess like the hazing. So they, they no longer do the hazings because that that was ruled out. But you'll hear about guys like every Friday. You'll hear like a team say that before the first of all you have to make the practice on time, and you might have to oh, stop yeah. like a Burger King and pick up nothing but breakfast sandwiches and everything yeah. else. Yeah, so I had to do that all the time. Yeah. Yeah, to me, I think that that's crazy. I mean, I guess it's part of it. Don't get me wrong, but at the same time, too. I mean, like you take even going back to 1998, compared to even the sandwich prices today, like you can't even go to McDonald's and pick up a dollar sandwich anymore. So I, I couldn't even imagine listen, what people are spending. Well, you know, the guys would kind of make up for it. Like they would, they would toss you a couple hundred, right? You know, you would have some of the vets, like, sneak you a couple hundred. Right. You know, that, yeah, that'll take care of this week. Or, they'll make sure, like, um, they'll have, oh, special teams. If you were one of the rookies, you don't play a lot, you're on special teams. If you're the first one down on kickoff team, and, and, and they'll toss you something. Or, if you make a tackle inside the 20, it will have a game on the line, fourth quarter. We just took the lead, and we kick off. If you made a tackle inside the 20, those vets will be like, I'll give you 200, and somebody else will come in there and bump it up. Nah, bro, 500, 1,000. And next thing you know, if you make a tackle inside the 20, you're getting 2,500 bucks, right? right. So, bro, it was, uh, it, it, you know, we had to do some things, but, it, it was it was evened out like because I, like I said earlier we had good guys on the team and you know they they like like the end of the season they'll have an end of the season dinner too and I remember being in Carolina and uh, it was my second year and Greg Lloyd was Greg uh, Lloyd and Kevin Green they were the outside linebackers and they invited me as a tight end to the uh, linebackers dinner and Greg you know. I, huge bill and he was like all right have you guys had uh any louis any ever had a shot of louis and i'm like no because i'm not spending a hundred dollars for a shot and he bought like a round of shots of louis and just stuff like that and you know because those guys made so much freaking cheese like if you're a star in the league you, you make cheese it's it's not it's known right. i'm not in their pockets but it's known and you know they'll look out for you they 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 would look at because they they really a lot of the guys you know some guys are dicks you know but those guys wanted you to be good they wanted you to do well like they know like Wesley Walls was the tight end right the star tight end in Carolina Wesley gave me pointers every day to take his job he helped me every day to try to take his job Boy. that's how he was he helped me every day. My goal is to take his job. My goal isn't to be the backup tight end. Right. My goal is to be the starting tight end. And Wesley helped me every day to be a better tight end. Um, so, you know, sometimes you end up in situations like I got. I was lucky, bro. I ended up in really good situations. Uh, I had good teammates. And guys who I still talk to to this day, like, 
those are my guys. Like I, I the guys from my freshman hall in college, and the guys I played with in the NFL. Um, they're guys that I talk to. I don't know once a week maybe. Uh, and you know other guys I I talk to once a month or so. You know, or we'll text to check on each other. But it's friends for life. Um, you know, like any other uh, stretch of the world, man. You you start your first job out of college at so and so. You you probably still talk to somebody from that first job, right? Right. Yeah. And that's, true. You know that's that's how how we are. Like it it was a big fraternity, man. You you go to another city, and a guy who you never met before, they you know you go, wait, don't you play for the Eagles? Blah blah blah, and they'll be like, all right, man, my name is. Mike, don't go to this club. Don't go to this spot. You will get robbed out there. <laughs> Stay out of this area. This girl is crazy. Avoid her. And if you need anything, call me. Never met me before. And it's like that. It's like a big fraternity. And I, you know, I'm as much as I am a fan right now. I'm, I'm truly just a fan. I am proud to have been a part of that. Part of those organizations are part of the NFL. Now, before I turn over to Fuji here, there's a couple things that, that I, I want to mention. One is because I, I see that Joey B said that shot of Louie right now is $125, which is Fuji territory. In, in case you don't know, Luther, if you ever need anything from Howie, Howie is Fuji's best friend. So if you ever need anything from Howie Roseman, Fuji's going <laughs> to hook up. So he'll make sure he'll take care of you. So I'm going to put nah, that one out there. <laughs> Number Number two is that you you need to join us on a, on a preseason game because we do it an hour and a half before the game starts. So I I would love to have your input, game day input. So if, right. if you're not doing much on game day, just come join a team and we'll have fun with it. And also we're having the biggest blowout party south of Philly. So if and because you're in Carolina, I know it's not like a super close ride, but down in Tampa, Florida, we have a place that we go to. It's called Tampa Joe's, which the Godfather will be here with me on opening opening day for as far as the Eagles at home. So that's gonna be September 11th in Tampa, Florida. So if wow. you want to come on down, it, it's gonna be food, tents, you name it. It's gonna be a big Eagles, and we have we fill the house now. You were talking about all Eagles fans, not Patriots fans, not anything else. Eagles fans from one, one, Bucks, one Bucks yeah, fan will be there. I, I, I so. wish I knew because I was at the Eagles Bucks uh, playoff game this year. Really? Oh. Absolutely, oh. I was. We actually had Trey, your buddy Trey Thomas, on our show. Trey. Yeah. Trey was That's, down the John Kincaid show. Have you seen his boys, man? We were at uh, Alumni Weekend. It's freaking fun, man. It's like that dude's a monster. I guess yeah. we're all grown up now, huh? Well, Trey Thomas, <laughs> but if you you'll have to you'll have to end up joining us on a, on a preseason, and and if you want to do it throughout the season, by all means, come join the team because again, it, it'll be a lot of fun. You want to see Fuji fired up, Luther? Do it during the football season, the NFL season. God forbid the Eagles are not doing well at halftime. You will see a complete and total different man. He goes from Howie Rosen's best friend to just Fuji <laughs> on the rocks. He goes absolutely crazy. So you got to be with us during a, during Listen, a preseason game. Don't, don't, don't I, I'm, 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 I'm ridiculous. I had to chill the hell out because my son 
It's like, you know, well, he turns nine uh, a week from today. His birthday is the 30th. My son is just yelling at the TV and and I'm like, and my wife will text me because we're in the same room and she's like, you have to stop. He gets right. this from you. And uh, I I had to I actually had to try to chill out. How can you? It's natural. It's just real emotion. But I had yeah. to try to chill out with my son because I'm like, oh, I can't have my son like going to freaking second grade tomorrow and just blasting his friends, <laughs> yelling at him. Your team sucks. He stinks. He <laughs> like no son, no. That that's like grown up talk. Mm-hmm. No, but it's true. Dude. Dude, I have one quick question for you. Shoot, shoot. You were on the Eagles when Andy Reid, when George Hageman was signed as a free agent, correct? Or was that No, that was the year I left. It was or, in between, I think. Wait, wait, hold on. What year was Hageman there? I don't know if it was 2000, but, you know, he that was, was low. No, that, that was after I left. That was the one, the year after I left and went to Carolina. I don't know if you know the story about I don't didn't really I kind of forget it, but it was something like Andy kept him out on the field during training camp, making him like hit the sleds. I heard or, about that. And I think he like just rode him into the ground. You know, like you said, he would just go full I, tilt and then and then push back. I, I, I wasn't sure if you're on the team or not. I but I heard about the Andy Hageman thing. Uh, I think that was before I got there. I think that was early on, not after I left. Because Hageman was older than me. Okay. Yeah, I I, I kind of heard that story. It wasn't so great. I wasn't sure if you were. <laughs> yeah. If I'm correct, was John Gruden your offensive coordinator? And I hated him, dude. I I. I I like everybody. God, that, that dude treated me like shit. I, I, I'm like, what did I do? Like, I'm sitting there like, what? I'm trying to think back like, did I ever meet a girl whose last name was Gruden? And I did like, dude, he treated me like, <laughs> even Chad Lewis. Chad was like, you know, Chad, the nicest guy in the world. Chad was like, he called me Lou Man. He said, Lou, man. I said, what? He said, what you do to Groove? <laughs> and I was like, bro, I don't know. The reason I'm here is probably because of his dad. His dad scouted someone at Furman and saw me. And, and you know, they were going to take a tight end high. They weren't going to wait late to take a tight end. And I, I'm pretty certain he told his son to come check the kid out at Furman. Uh, but, dude, he was, he was, yo, I, I, I'll tell you this. After many, after camp, mm-hmm. I went home and started looking at grad school. I didn't think I was good enough. It's not that I wasn't, wasn't tough enough to take, take some, take some heat. I was like, I don't give a shit. Like my dad is, is, is the tough left type of, type of guy. Right. I just thought I wasn't good enough based on how he was to me. I'm like, well, shit, you know, this is a re- it, it was one of those reality checks where I was mm-hmm. like, well, I, I need to be prepared for something other than football. 
That's how I was when I went back. And I remember Juan Castillo called and uh, he was like, Lou, man, I want you to come to uh, Texas in the off season to work out with me at my camps and this, that, and the other. We'll get you ready. And he was like, and, and I, I, I was like, he was like, he finally said, I, I know Groot is rough on you. And I was like, well, damn, somebody finally said it, right? I'm like, right. shit, Juan, I'm looking at grad schools. And he started laughing. <laughs> I'm like, you're laughing. You're going to be a coach on the staff. I very well could get cut in like two days, right? Yeah. And uh, he was like, yeah, Groot's tough, uh, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, no, he's not tough. He treats me like shit. Uh, wait, are we live? <laughs> Sorry, man. <laughs> and I'm like, bro, I said, and I went home and I started looking at grad school. And at some point, I was like, man, F that. I'm going to go back and I'm going to treat every practice like a game. And I remember Ray Rhodes told me the same thing. He said, man, uh, and Emmett Thomas, he said, uh, practice, he said, we're you're a backup tight end. We kept four tight ends that year. And he said, your game is every day on practice. You got to give a look. And everybody in the league sees film. And he's like, at some point, you, you know, the practice, you know, the film, you got to show everybody that you can play. And every game, every day was my game. Some of the veterans didn't like it. You know, they don't want you going super hard every, every rep and, Say, look, dude, this ain't the pro all-star game. And I'm like, look, man, I'm going to give a look because I'm not going home this week. That's how I was every single day. I'm not going home this week. And finally, like, you know, you figure it out. Like, I remember in Carolina, Kevin Green was like, hey, I know you got to give a look, but I'm 100 years old. <laughs> <laughs> and I said, all right, all right Kevin. I'm gonna let you know when I'm fired off on you, and he would he would be like, "All right," with those strong ass hands, and I would be like, "I'm firing off," and he would grab a hold and and play the uh, run or whatever, and and I I had it figured out. Like I, I had a deal with Hugh Douglas. I'm like, Hugh, look, you know when we go um run now, I gotta come off the ball, and he'd be like, "All right, now don't make me uh." Don't make me come in there on you. And I'm like, look, man, you know I got to go hard. But we got the pads on. You know, you, you you go shells. I'm like, all right. But, you know, at some point the coaches will go off on you. Give a better look. What are you doing? This ain't high school. Broughton, this ain't Furman. I'm like, all right, all right. All right, coach. My bad. I, I, I hurt my finger now. My bad. Like, you know. <laughs> There's a there's a video that I want to show before we sign off here, Luther. Right. And, and I think you're gonna end up enjoying it. Hopefully there won't be any feedback. The last time I tried to do something like this, it ended up you know getting a feedback. Hopefully this one it won't. But I want to show this before. Uh, let me let me bring this up, and it, it's just gonna it's gonna bring Fuji to tears. I know it's gonna bring him to tears. It's <laughs> it's not the soprano version, but it's something that he's gonna and hopefully everybody else is gonna enjoy here. So let me bring this up. I'm gonna transition it over. And hopefully it should play if it why? does. Why? What do you mean why? There, there's no why I to it. See this stupid oh, I want to see this. <laughs> I, that's hold on. Not it. It probably just went away. See, because I said I wanted to share. It. Thanks to Fuji, because you just said something here. Mm -hmm. Hang on. Let me try mm -hmm. and bring this back up again. Hopefully, hopefully, it, 
Hopefully it'll <clears throat> never more. It should play. So give me a second. It should. Even wins, all the pressure's on Jalen Hurts. It's a make or break your year. He's got the offense on him. The defense has been stacked yeah, up. 4-3 to a 3-4 defense. Was... I think the Eagles are going to bring the goddamn uh, house and wreck shop. Dak Prescott, Carson Wentz, Danny Dimes, we're coming for the division. It's our division to lose. We're taking it. 11 flipping wins. <laughs> 11 flipping wins. That is the man, the myth, the legend as we know was it right now. It is Fuji. Was that yeah. week one preseason? That was the night. That was about two weeks ago at the open practice at the link. Gotcha. You know, that's listen. And that's nothing. No, you you haven't seen nothing, Luther. Just wait. You, you go. You'll be back on with it. I'll I'll talk to you after the after the show here is over. But I'm telling you that you would enjoy a Fuji rant. I like, like even the beginning of the show. It's nothing. God forbid the Eagles are down. <laughs> I don't care if it's down by three at the half. The man goes absolutely nuts. But listen, Luther. Thanks for you for for joining us tonight. We do appreciate because we had a Come lot on. of fun with you. Even if there was little minor glitches, but yes, we will always say fly eagles fly. Matter of fact, if I can find it, when we're gonna go out, there's there's two ways we can either go out. Either we can go out with either either our eagles fight song, right? We can do it that way, or, or the bucks fight do, song. Not the bucks. <laughs> song. Just for you. Get that crap out of here, you stick and crawl. That's right. Just for you, Dylan, because. No, we're not doing that. But anyways, we'll go out with the Eagles fight song. That's the way we end up doing it. But uh, Joey B's got a couple of comments up here before before we leave. He says uh, the best video ever. If Fuji was in rare, t- yeah, don't worry about it. Joey B, you've seen nothing yet. And uh, he says Fuji versus the Indy Colts fans last year was epic too on the show. That is true. That's what Michael Prebia. Oh, that's another one. That's Luther. If I get those two together. Michael from the Colts and Fuji. Oh my God! It's like a round robin. It'll never stop. Hey, we're playing the Colts <laughs> this year. We'll have them on that Thursday night. That's true. And oh. I can rant, and we can go at it for a good whatever. <laughs> See, he's already getting there. It's all right. He's already getting there. Oh, but uh, Luther, I know where we can find you on social media because obviously I follow you on Twitter. But please let the fine folks know where they can find you as well. Oh, you can find me at. Rashard84 on Twitter and Instagram. That's R-A-S-H-A-R-D 84. And that's all I got. That's <laughs> all right. I'm, I'm on the Book of Faces as well. It's it's. Uh, I don't even know what my address is. It's Luther Broughton on Facebook. That's it. That's all right. Well, listen, as I said, we follow you here, so maybe one of these days we'll end up getting a follow back. No pressure whatsoever. No pressure. Uh, <laughs> but uh, <laughs> and by the way, like I said, don't forget if you ever need anything from the Eagles, Fuji. That's all this Godfather. Him, Harry Roseman, listen, they're like this. I'm telling you that whatever you need, he matter of fact, he invites them up to the suite every single time. Just because oh, he sees a ticket holder. But it's there you go. Yeah. Hey, listen. That's dope. It's good times. So tell you with Fuji, it's a good. It's a party everywhere. Don't and, and the dance moves. You'll see it too. Don't worry. We'll we'll, we'll all get together and you'll get to see the the man. He's like yeah. Fred upstairs, but a lot better. Not Fred, Fred upstairs. Fred, Fred upstairs. Fred upstairs. Yeah. Fred yeah. Upstairs. I dropped I dropped the beats too. I, oh I dropped the music God. down as well. Not with that lightning crap on. 
Okay, yeah, that was yesterday. Slick. So don't you worry about it. It's a whole no, different show. About, oh, he's got the Blue Jays on. Yeah, Blue Jays representing my team. Playoff twist. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> exactly. Funny, Blue you're a Phillies Phillies fan. Braves just won, so I'm good. Uh, Come on. I don't want to hear oh, about them either. Hey, listen, Braves, are, they're, they're a good team, man. I'll, I'll give credit. That was exciting to see them win the World Champs. Yeah, they're the World Champs. I'm getting mad. Yeah, come on. From, I, you know. this, hey, but this is Philly. You know, listen, I'm not a bandwagoner. I, 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 still, I, I got, Listen, I'm a Hornets fan. Proud Hornets fan. And we have sucked forever. <laughs> I when, understand. When Luther, we I win the Super Bowl, oh, my God. See see what I mean? When the, when the Hornets win a playoff series, <laughs> I'm losing my mind. See, you see how low the bar Maybe. is? Maybe. <laughs> we're season ticket holders in this house, and me and my son are full blown. We don't give up on our teams, but my yeah, goodness. Listen, the one time before we go, the one right. time I, I almost quit the Eagles. Quit? Uh, main plan or as a fan? No, I almost quit as a fan. I was so pissed off in the Chip Kelly regime. Oh, yeah, so it was a lot of people. Oh my God! Yeah. I was like, "What do we look like? We look like well, freaking ah." Uh, maybe let's, let's, let's not go back. No. <laughs> <laughs> Never mind. Uh, I'll, I'll keep quiet. I'll wait. Yeah. Oh, I don't want to go back like you said. Yeah, let's not stay in the present and go cool. In the present, right man. Oh, man. <laughs> That's just it. Well, listen, we'll take it out on the Eagles fight song for sure, but I'd like to thank a couple of people. Obviously, Luther, thank you so much for being on with us tonight. We look forward to seeing you on one of the pregame shows, that's for sure. And for Dylan, yep. uh, there were the Toronto Blue Jays, the minor league team, which is almost there in the playoffs. <laughs> Mike Fuji. Going for the championship. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm pretty sure they'll end up getting there. Also, for Mike Fuji, my guy out there in Northeast Philadelphia, and for my producer, Debbie, over in Studio B. Thank you, everyone, again, from stateside to overseas, to even, yes, in China and in Moscow. Thank you for all tuning in. We will take you out with the Eagles fight song. And, of course, we'll be back here again next Tuesday. Next Tuesday at 8 o'clock. So, Fuji, before I play the fight song, uh, please take us out. Hey, next Tuesday. I thought we were going to be on Thursday. And, and Thursday. Sorry. I know it is Tuesday. I, I listen, Thursday, yes. All right. Yes. Is it past your bedtime? <laughs> no, it's been a long day, Slick. I've had two back-to-back -back shows, so don't don't mind me. Go birds! Go birds! Go Bucks! Yeah, no go Bucks, and well, that will end the show. What a goof! Get that fraud! Get that fraud off the screen! Get out of here!